What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Thank you for tuning in to the Swamp Life Podcast with yours truly, the one and only, Big Gator, Gator Love, Gold Chain Gator, Turtleneck Gator, Spiffy Gator, Mr. Where's My Lighter. Alright, that's all y'all need this week. Hopefully y'all had a nice week since the last time y'all heard my voice. For myself, it's been pretty eventful. I gotta remove one of my aliases. I can no longer be called the Fresno Stallion since I'm not in Fresno anymore. Um, We back. And, um... Not even just with me. I feel like there's a lot of shit that's happened with the world this week. As opposed to just... You know, a regular music week or just a regular light week with nothing much to really discuss. But I wanted to talk, or I have been fucking up with my stuttering. And the thing is, I don't even have like a vicious stutter. I have like a very rare, random stutter and I might fuck up. Same way like every other normal person does. But like for some reason today, I've been fucking up, bruh. And it's kind of pissing me off. But... Like I was saying, I wanted to start off with something I was, uh, I wanted to just continue with something I had last week, the Drake and Pusha T beef. And it looks like it's already, it's coming to an end and Drake's not going to reply according to Jay Prince. And I don't think he should have replied for the same reason. I don't think people should fight crackheads. They don't got shit to lose. And apparently Drake did have a reply though. Jay Prince was doing a couple of interviews and he doesn't really take me for a nigga that's lying in the public, but he said Drake's, um, Drake's diss would have ended Kanye, potentially ended Kanye's career and definitely done some damaging things to Pusha T's career. But my complete issue with that is why the fuck are you firing so hard at Kanye West when he's not the one firing at you? Fire at the nigga shooting at you. I'm not going to call Kanye like a civilian in this, but shoot at the nigga shooting at you. Don't just shoot at a nigga that he's with. You feel me? But the only way I could think he's viewing it is like if he chopped the head off the snake, the body falls. So if he sends Kanye into a spiral, the whole him working on all these albums is going to fuck up. And then that would have fucked up. Uh, Kanye's project, Kanye Cuddy's project, Tiana's project, Nas's project, and that would have just fucked up the whole month of good music that they have coming. No pun intended. And then I seen I'm not sure if I just said this because I had to re-record because Anchor fucked my shit up. I was watching Jay Prince do some interviews and He seems very calculated in his responses. He seems... You could tell he's well-respected just in the way he talks. He's not threatening or he's not trying to impose his will or anything like that. He's incredibly polite, super respectful. He's, like, spiritual. And it... It just always... It's kind of interesting how some of the, the real most powerful people share some of those tendencies. Like, the people with real power and real influence share a lot of those tendencies as opposed to just being loud and brash and that kind of shit. 
You know what I mean? But onto the main point, the whole beef. Now that it's over, or now that Drake's not gonna reply, I just think it's interesting seeing like where does it go from here? You know what I mean? Because Kanye West album dropped on Friday, and apparently Drake did some writing on that album. He said it in the the Duppy uh, freestyle, and then um, apparently some other people have like confirmed that he wrote the hook for Yikes. And while I'm not gonna sit here and act like that's not a a credit, you know what I mean? Like that's a thing he wrote for him, or he wrote for Ye. That's a big deal. But at the same time, he wrote a hook. And the difference in Drake and Kanye West is no one's going to call Kanye West the greatest MC of all time. No one's going to say Kanye West is the... Kanye West doesn't think he's the greatest MC of all time. He doesn't even try to put himself up there with the upper tier lyricists like that. He views himself as an overall artist. So... The issue I have with Drake is the complete opposite because he was making it seem like he was a top tier rapper lyricist and he was number one in the game so writing is more of a a claim and a credit for you as opposed to someone whose claim to fame is they make great songs you know what I mean so it just And this brings it back to my other point with why are you shooting at the nigga that's not shooting at you? And even if you were going to, if you were going to go down the whole writing path, I just don't know if it would have worked out in Drake's favor, seeing as though Kanye West has always been a nigga who said it's a group effort. So while I'm on Kanye still, I wanted to talk about the album a little bit. I mean, if you listen to my podcast at all, you already knew I was going to listen to the album. But one thing is I wish it was a longer album. It almost feels incomplete in a way. Just um, like if you listen to Pusha T's album, I feel like in the final song, he got all his thoughts out in that last song. You know what I mean? It feels done. It just feels complete right after that last song. When you listen to Kanye's album, there's so many thoughts and ideas he's expressing that when he he gets to that last song, it it makes you want more. As Not to say Pusha T's didn't make you want more. What I mean by making you want more is it it just didn't feel finished. Like, it's like making you want more is, oh, where is this at? You know what I mean? Like... The album was good, though, because it, he definitely gave you some of that old vintage A with the melodies, the things he's doing with the vocals, the way he's making the beats, the way he's mixing in some of those older samples with the newer styles that are being used in 2018. That's exactly why niggas call Kanye a genius right there. Like, the shit he does with vocals and melodies and how he mixes in samples and beats, that is a very classic way or a very vintage reason why niggas call him one of the best producers ever. And the crazy thing about all the beef that's going on is the, the Drake and Pusha T beef isn't even the biggest beef of this week. 
One of the best things about all this beef is it sparked one of our childhood beefs again. Ja Rule versus 50 Cent. I don't know why Ja Rule does it to himself. But he tweeted randomly, I'ma let y'all finish. Oh fuck, I forgot his diss record name. But y'all know the one he dropped, verse 50. Uh, he said, I'ma let y'all finish. But whatever diss record he dropped, verse 50, was one of the best diss records of all time. And 50 waited a day. Then when he woke up, he decided to let this nigga have it. And then Ja Rule decided to reply. And their beef is just like Family Guy when Peter Griffin fights the giant chicken every time he sees him. Because I swear, these niggas go at it whenever one of their names pop up on each other's timeline or something like that. Anytime one of them gets brought up on the other person's timeline, these niggas got some negative shit to say. And I think it's just some of the funniest shit ever. Because at what point do y'all let it go? Like, y'all done had real physical altercations where niggas done got shot, stabbed, beat up, all kinds of shit. At what point is it just over? Like, y'all niggas don't gotta be friends, but damn, it can't just be cordial. Like, the nigga who lost can't just take that L. Like, that don't even make sense. What's going on? Now, this is the greatest beef of the week so far. Honestly, and it's not even just because of the beef. It's more so the tweets around the beef. Rich the Kid has been throwing shots at Lil Uzi all year, maybe. Like, I don't even know why. It just randomly started on my timeline. I don't, like I said, I'm super uninformed about this beef, but this is probably one of the greatest beefs of the year so far. Rich the Kid been popping shit for a long time. Been throwing shots, just been saying shit, just been degrading Lil Uzi for a minute. Lil Uzi ain't really said nothing back. You know what I mean? He just was like, who who the fuck is that? I, I don't know. Yeah, nah, I don't know who that is. And he just, a little slick, passive-aggressive shit like that. Nothing major. But these were after the shots were already, you know what I mean, thrown at him songs made about him, shit like that. Then he's just, you know what I mean, saying whatever. Then, you would think, if Rich the Kid had all this shit to say in songs and shit like that, when he sees him, he gonna want smoke, right? Or he would at least act like he wanted smoke, right? But no. Lil Uzi walked up by himself. This nigga's security was not they were he had people with him, but they weren't like, nah, bro, you're not finna you're not finna get into this fight or nothing like that. They weren't holding him back. They weren't stopping nobody from going at this nigga or nothing. Lil Uzi came at this nigga woman to woman and was like, what's popping? If you watch that video without the fucking audio, it looked like the main chick approaching the side chick wanting that smoke. The thing the crazy thing is, it's 2018. Like, you know everything is being recorded. Everything is being recorded if there's that many people around. You've said all this shit for so long, and you finally see him, and you're not even gonna fake have one of your mans hold you back? Like, what? 
You just gonna stand there with the I eat ass face? Like my man's was really just. If y'all seen that Kevin Hart special, go look at it one more. Just pull up the meme, and then go look at the video and tell me that's not exactly, exactly what that nigga Rich the Kid is doing. And it's just like, damn, nigga. And then apparently they ended up at the same Starbucks together. And I don't know if it was Lil Uzi that hit him and sent this nigga over the counter to make an ice mocha, but it was just like, again, everything's getting recorded. At least swing back, my nigga. Like, fuck, I wanted to grab this nigga through the fucking phone on my screen, like the screen on my phone. Like, you can't pop all this shit and then a nigga swing at you and you jump over the counter and run to the fucking Frappuccino machine. Like, what are we doing, bruh? And then he get on Instagram talking about who, who hit shit. Like, these niggas did shit. What? Like, and start showing jewelry. And I don't understand that. I, I truly don't. Having jewelry does not make you a man, bruh. Like, at the end of the day, you look soft as fuck. Letting a nigga hit you over the counter. Letting a nigga come at you and you just stand there like a bitch. Like, you know, you're not telling this nigga, let's go around the corner. Like, we could do this over here. Like, let's come inside then. Nothing. You popped all this shit and then he says, what's up? And you don't got nothing to say. That's crazy. Like, niggas really just be acting tough in music. Like, and I already knew this, but, like, that's that's really pulling a nigga's card right there. Like, Takashi really, like, Takashi talks about pulling niggas' cards and shit like that. Nah, he's doing the complete opposite, using clout and everything to draw attention so he ain't actually got to get into any physical altercations. This nigga Lil Uzi ain't say shit and just pulled up. And Rich the Kid ain't want no smoke. That's pulling a nigga's card. I just want to jump off uh, music for a minute and talk about the finals. They're, it's on right now, so it kind of just—I got a notification and everything. And I, it's incredible that people are like surprised or upset with how the finals are going. It's the narrative this whole season has been made to make it an accomplishment in itself just for LeBron to bring that team to the finals. Like, that in alone, that accomplishment alone, people were saying, is he the greatest player of all time? Him leading the current team he's leading, people were already asking that question because they knew he wasn't going to win this series. That's how unfavored they were in this series. That it was a feat to even make it. Now, I say that because the Cavs are down 2-0 and I've seen a lot of people frustrated and upset with how the series is going. And I just don't get it. Like, What were people expecting? Who were they expecting to step up? At what position? 
and do what? Like, because I've said it before. They brought in specific, or they brought in people to do very specific jobs. And they're not even doing those jobs well. So, who is LeBron supposed to rely on? For one. But then two, why are niggas surprised that they got blown out? Like, this is even... Because game one was slightly... Com- no, nah, I'm not going to say... I'm not going to dog him. Because game one was competitive until JR did that... I don't even know what to call that. You know? But at the end of the day, even if they would have took game one, do, niggas really do not think they were winning the series. Like, there's no way people really had faith in them winning the series. That's just blasphemous. And then amidst the series... I don't know why he decided to say this. Like, I, I really, I'm, I wasn't even able to properly put together a take on this, honestly. Like, I'm still trying to, trying to get it. But amongst the finals going on right now, Katie did an interview with, I don't know the fuck who, and on, I guess they asked him about why he joined the Warriors in some sort of fashion again. And this nigga stated... I needed validation from my peers. The second be- the consensus second best player in the league needed validation. From I, how? What more what more valid? You're the second best player in the league. Did he think winning the championship, hitting that shot over LeBron, was gonna make him the best player in the league, and he was gonna be celebrated, and on a higher prestige? Or I, y'all gotta understand, I'm a Thunder fan, and like, it seems like the reason he thought he was leaving the Thunder isn't coming to fruition on the team that he left the Thunder for. So, he fucked up a whole opportunity to achieve exactly what it seems like he wants to achieve from the things he says in the media. He forfeited all of that when he went to the Warriors. But it seems like that's exactly what he wanted or what he wants in his career. So it's like one of those like baffling ass thoughts because I don't understand why he left. Like, I mean, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody at the end of the day, I guess, is going to have some regrets for their actions. But. It's just like, nigga, stop talking. Does no one in his camp, like, tell him he's hurting his own persona, his own, his brand? Like, you look like a fucking square bear. Like, that's not even a harsh enough term to describe what you look like, Kevin Durant. Like, I pray to base God that I don't ask for or need validation 
fuck that. I because niggas might take that as an interpretation of me praying to base God because he's a regular man. So, nigga, I hope at his age, I don't feel the need to have validation from anyone other than myself. Especially reaching that level of success, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. He would have still been one of the top 25 players to ever play in the NBA, ever, if he never won a championship. So the fact that he thinks he needed validation doesn't even make sense to me. Because there's historic players that would have told you he would have been a top 25 player even without a ring. Charles Barkley is a top 50 player. And you don't think Kevin Durant could have been a top 25? Fuck out of here. So, I think this is probably like the last thing I have. But... It was probably one of the funniest things I read this week. Apparently, she's an IG model. She's been to the studio a couple times with Future. So, I don't really know how the the situation got started, but we got to talking. uh, She sent some heart messages. She shot her number. And uh, he wanted her to fly out to L.A. And... She asked him to buy her flight. He told her, I got you a thousand percent. Just buy buy your ticket. She assumed from that message. um, Or he told her to buy her own flight. He got her a thousand percent on getting her money back. She assumed off that message that he would be buying or that he would be giving her fifty five hundred to come see him. Now, we'll just take note of that for one. When she arrived, they got to texting a little bit. Uh, He got her her own hotel room. She checks in at the hotel room. He's not there. Apparently, he's somewhere. He's somewhere else. I don't know where. But he texts her while she's at her hotel room. Yo, have some lingerie on when I get there. She was like, yo, no, or something. She just said, nah, basically. And then she said, I'm not really on that type of time. I'm not really that kind of young lady. Then uh, the conversation goes like two more seconds. I forgot. She says something else. Oh, he says understood. And then there a little time goes by and then she says, so I won't see you at all today. And then he says, I'm good, love. Enjoy. I'm, I almost busted out laughing. Okay. Now then she goes to get some something to eat and uh, she comes back and he's, her, apparently her room has been canceled. Now, then she posts this long-ass Facebook message about how uh, he ain't shit or whatever because he was going to kick her out still even if she did have sex with him or whatever, blah, blah, blah. She she ain't even on that type of time. She was more expecting to be at the studio as opposed to being in a hotel. And Like, did she really think Future was going to have her on the album or, like, I seen a tweet. It said, "She, re- yeah, she really thought she was gonna be sitting on, sitting next to Zay Tobin working the keys. Like, you thought he was gonna get you fifty five hundred just to come out and sit at the studio? 
I mean, like, I could be being misogynistic and just being, like, an asshole about this, but you thought he flew you out and you were expecting and acting entitled to $5,500, but you ain't want to... I definitely need a woman's opinion on this if... If any women listen to this part of the podcast, like, give me some feedback, please, because what are you expecting if a nigga flies you, you're getting flown out, bitch, like, what are you, you're not expecting to have sex? I may sound wild in saying that, but, like, I don't fly nobody out, so excuse me for thinking that's what bitches is doing when they get flown out, so, I mean... I'm sorry. I I would just be shocked uh, to fly a girl out, spend a couple thousand, and, and not be smashing. Like, again, this may sound super wild, but I definitely feel like that's how shit's going out here. So, y'all could definitely fill me in if I'm inaccurate in stating what I just stated. But um, other than that, that's all I got this week. I'll be back next Tuesday. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any discrepancies or disagreements, tweet me. I want to hear it. Uh, my shit's I am Gator. My Instagram's I am Gator. Tell a friend to tell a friend. If she cute, tell her friend too. And uh, I'll be back next week. Peace out.